You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's a post-game edition as the Browns lose to the Chargers 30-28. to Still plenty of you guys are talking in the locker room after the game. Uh, Daryl, walk us through some of that. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's start with JJ3. Um, obviously, a lot of defensive breakdowns. Uh, here's what he had to say about criticism that comes in the direction of the defense when it comes to those breakdowns I, I know I'd like to say this because I feel like it gets you know, misconstrued sometimes every pass is not just on the secondary every run is just not on the front you know it's kind of like it takes all 11 on, on, on any given play it's all 11 so it's not one thing we put our finger on it's not like it's one person or one position group it's just like all 11 we're not playing at a high level so don't you go pointing your fingers at anybody you fans and media that's basically what he was saying there, right? Did I translate that correctly, Andy? I think that was pretty good. I think you put that in the uh, sound biteometer or sound bite, <laughs> I don't know, some kind of machine. You put it in that machine. Um, let, let me bring this up, too, because Kevin Stefanski said this after the game. He was asked about the booing. I, like, I'm so tired of asking about fans. Who cares? If a couple fans boo or the entire stadium boos or even 70,000 booing at you, you earned it probably. Let it go. Who cares? If they're going to cheer you, it, you know, as long as they're not like booing injury or something that is like uh, violence, you know, so, cheering and injury is bad. That that's about the only time. I, I was just I listened to the soundbite after the game, and I'm just like, I, I know Kevin's like dancing his way around this thing, and I, and I didn't have a problem with what he said. I just like, who cares if a couple fans start booing? Do you think Cleveland is the only city where fans boo? Come on, so, Uncle. Let me explain the dual reactions in the stadium from the press box view. Okay. So the fans sitting on the south side of the stadium, 
erupt and sell as the kick gets to the uprights from Cade York. Okay. Um, they erupt in celebration. Simultaneously, the fans on the west side behind the uprights freak the bleep out, right? Right. They start losing it. And then on the south side of the stadium, they realize, oh, bleep, he did, he missed the kick. And instead of the Browns went, they, and it, fans start banging on. The thing that I, look, if you're sitting in front of the press box, don't bang on the windows. Yeah, because it's your fault they missed the kick, Daryl. I right. just want you to know that. Well, it, it just just don't bang on the windows. It's the, the you want to talk about dumb stuff. Boo, fine, but don't yeah. turn around and just start beating on those windows. And that happens like every freaking game. Oh, I love when they start turning around. They start talking to people in the press box. Yeah, like that's we, my favorite. Like we have anything to do with the outcome of the game. Or, like, we're going to go down and suggest something to Kevin Stefanski on their behalf, right? That's why I always laugh. And those are you... expensive seats in front of the press box, too, I by know. the way. Those are club seats. But that's why I always laugh when you or Jeff on your, your midday show on the fan, you're always yeah. like, hey, you know, Kevin Stefanski. I'm like, yeah, Kevin, don't give two bleeps what I think. I'm not going to bother suggesting anything to him. He don't care what I think. <laughs> like, Trust me, I'm not telling you to ask him anything. I, no, no, I know. I'm just having some fun, you know, fun, but it's like, yeah, it just. So it was interesting watching that whole situation unfold because at first I thought he made it, too, because I'm watching the the field okay and i hear the eruption and celebration and so i start getting my tweet ready and then i see out of the corner of my eye both of the officials are waving their arms kick is no good and then i'm banging the delete key on my keyboard because <laughs> i can't tweet out what i was gonna tweet out and i gotta you know re redo it but that whole scene where like Half the stadium starts celebrating the other stadiums, like losing the side of the stadiums, losing their mind. And then the, the side that was celebrating does, a you know, throws it in reverse immediately and stops celebrating because they just realize, ah, crap, the Browns blew another one. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting situation. Hey, Daryl, let me throw one other thing. Cause I got a text from a buddy of mine. Okay. Uh, at the end of the game, and it, he likes, but he loved buddy text is. Well, I just you get him too, but I, I, and, and I thought this too text when I was watching it. I mean, between the Chargers and the Browns, he said what I was thinking. He said maybe two of the dumbest coaching calls by two separate <laughs> coaches in any single game ever. I mean, certainly. Like if you're what standing, the hell were the Chargers thinking? How do you not punt when the Browns have no timeouts? I don't they, they understand. Have no timeouts, and and again. Jacoby Brissett's done a fine job, but he's probably not the guy that's going to come down the field and beat you. Let's just be honest about it, right? Totally agree. Totally so, agree. Like, I don't even understand. Uh, were they worried that the Browns were going to block the punt? That's well, about the only thing left. And if you're the Browns, are you really even going after it because you want the ball back, and the last thing you want is a roughing the kicker? Well, uh, here's JJ3 on that uh, decision. The, the trend for going for it on fourth down in this league is, is skyrocketing. It's going up. Um, I think that situation in the game, you know, usually probably will punt it or, I don't know, do something different. But I wasn't surprised. Um, we got off the field, and that's all that matters. Um, I'm all trying right. to remember who also said it might have been – it was Jadavian. I didn't cut the sound bite. Um, but uh, Clowney said after the game, essentially, 
uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the quote here because I don't want to misquote him. Right. He said he was very surprised, that, but they were moving the ball on us all day, having success, and you know they felt like they could go out there and end it. But we showed up and stopped them right there when it counted. So, um, yeah, like, so on one hand, I get it. I told because first down, game over, whatever. The problem is the ball was in your own territory. And you basically said to the Browns, uh, well, here you go. Merry freaking Christmas. And it was. And then here's the the other thing, too, is the, the Browns didn't move the ball. Again. You know what I'm saying? Like, So, you know what? I, I, I kept saying to myself, I hope they don't take a sack here. Please don't take a sack. Right. Whatever you do, don't take a sack. Don't well, take a sack. Well, how about them running it on second down? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <sighs> They probably could have run it on first down. I didn't have, I wouldn't have, but I, we said well, this. I was looking. down to run it. It was first down. It wasn't yes. second down. So let's go back. I mean, I, I'll even yeah. talk about the, the 850 to go in the third quarter when they went to Nick instead of doing the quarterback sneak. Andy, you I wanna... just can't do this anymore. It's too traumatized. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm Listen, kidding. so to go back to that play, they, they were lucky they only gave up three there, but that was three points they gifted. And by the way, you lost by two three. points, right? Okay. Well, I mean, you know what the other thing that was really Dude. frustrating for me? Yeah. Is it, had Cade now. York made that field goal? Yeah. I would have nailed the final score. because I. Picked, oh, I, oh I, it's I, all about Daryl. Sorry. I picked the Browns to win 31 to 30. I'm the only one that got this wrong is our, one of our questions in the beginning of the game. I thought you know the, if the Browns were going to win. But how about that? I would have had it. 31 to 30. Boom. On the note. It's one thing to like get who wins and loses. But to nail the score exactly, you should come feel on, good. Jade, help a brother out. What's that called? It's not uh, numerology. What's what's it called when you have a when you have a score that no one's ever had before? That's never happened in the NFL. It's got a name. I can't remember it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, or, or or it's not origami. It's something like or, or I don't know something like. That. Anyway, who cares? Um, Somebody please tweet Andy Baskin right no, now. No, Scorigami. It's Scorigami. That's Scorigami. exactly it. Okay. Scorigami. Um, I'm glad you worked that out. Yeah, I feel so much better about myself. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you said it at the top of the podcast. I just, It's just such a frustrating feeling. And by the way, one of the other questions I asked you in our last podcast, and this is probably a good way to start wrapping things up here too, was I said, will we, will we be saying that the Guardians will be playing the Yankees in this podcast? And I think we both said yes, didn't we? I said yes. So I'm the, I also said I think the Guardians can easily get to the World Series. What was the reaction? Easily, but, you know, but, I left. I left uh, when McKenzie was coming out on the field because I had to get to a remote site to watch the game and then uh, do a post game show. So what? I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the reaction from the crowd was yeah, awesome. It was nice to get to smash the guitar. Um, I think oh. they're zero and two when calling on the Cavs and Guardians to support them now. Okay, so let's stop doing that. Who do we want to pull Probably. somebody from the crunch? I or? think that has more of an impact than Brownie being at midfield. Yeah, uh, maybe. That's so, a good point. You know, one of the biggest problems that we've been talking about it has been the run game, right? And it's like, right. why yeah. can't you guys tackle? So I had this exchange with, with Jordan Elliott when I, I, I asked him about that because they work against two of the premier backs in the game on a daily basis. Now, I want to explain to people, practice is not live. They don't tackle in practice, which is probably why they don't know how to tackle. But um, I want to point that. But th this is the the exchange I kind of had here with uh, uh, Jordan's response and a little back and forth we had 
about why this run run defense is so bad considering they get to go against one of the best run games on a weekly basis. We just got to uh, execute the tackling uh, and, and just execute the plays that, you know, that we were given. Uh, when we do that, I feel like a lot of the things that are showing up, you know, will, will be eliminated. Uh, you know, that's all I can say about it. You guys go again. I mean, I realize in practice it's not live. In camp it is at times. But, you know, you guys have Chubb and you have Hunt who do the same to the opposition. So I, I guess my question is, when you get to prepare against that level of talent, it's a, it, from the outside looking in, it might be a little surprising that you guys are struggling in, in that because you do see it every day. I mean, I don't know what to say to that. I, I, <laughs> um, I mean, is that, is, that, is, that, is that fair or reasonable or am I off base there? Uh, I think it's just one of those things that we have to emphasize in practice. You know, uh, you know, we haven't been emphasizing uh, tackling. So going forward, I think, you know, we just need to do that. Did you hear what I thought I just heard? Repeat that again. You can. I think it's just one of those things that we have to emphasize in practice. You know, uh, you know, we haven't been emphasizing uh, tackling. So going forward, I think, you know, we just need to do that. You know, we haven't been emphasizing uh, tackling. So going forward, I think, you know, we just need to do that. Okay. I just wanted to. Some good, I'm sure getting old, Andy. My hearing's going too. So, so they're not really working on practice. Well, they but they practice. can't. I mean, you 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 can't tackle your own teammates in in the middle of a season. I mean, what ha- what happens if a guy blew out his knee because he got tackled in practice? Yeah, right. Can they, yeah, I don't know how. Can they so, go against tackling dummies or something? Yeah, like they're just yeah, they're gonna have to get out to tackling dummies again, and they're just gonna have to line them up and you you square them up and work on work on those angles and and things like that. But look in training camp. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't do a lot of tackling. Now, one of the things Jadavian Clowney basically says, when you get to the National Football League, it's assumed you know how to tackle. Okay. And and it goes back to, you know, <laughs> like what I've said. What are we going to do? We're going to blame our free tackle. feeder system on this now? Well, that, uh, I mean, well you know, college. Oh, you know, high school, they should be teaching this. But, no, it goes back to conversations I've had with many a former GM that has rolled through here, right? It's like. You know, we can refine technique and teach a few things, but like, if you don't look, if you get to the NFL and you don't know how to play the game, you don't know the basis of the game. Like we we can't teach you that, which means you probably shouldn't be here because we shouldn't have brought you in, whether it's the draft or free agency or what. Right. Right. Um, And so like, I get it. Like I, I I totally get it. But um, this, this whole thing right now where they have given three games away, is just mind-boggling to sit here and think about. They gave three games away this year that were winnable. You'll be five and zero right now, Andy, with the with the beat up Patriots coming to town. And who? What? Zappy? Zappy's something? Zappy? Is that who it is? Zappy? Yeah, Zappy? Yeah. Here's the problem. There's no way we're going to win the coaching battle next week. No. Oh. Way. Oh. 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 I don't even want. I don't want to think about what Bill Belichick's going to do to Kevin Stefanski. Um, and it doesn't matter if he has the tools or not out on the field, just, right? It doesn't matter if he's got the players with skill or not. This, I, just, I, I, I'm like, I'm already conceded that that this game next week is going. We're somehow, some way, Bill four. Belichick will outcoach the Browns. They're looking at two and four with back-to-back games against the Ravens and Bengals. That's the barrel that they're staring down right now, but. <sighs> As JJ3 said, there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, still haven't played our best game yet, so we just got to go out there and try to do it.
got that going for him, which is nice. Daryl, if you like what you're listening to, you can always subscribe to the podcast. I just want you to know that. Or Anybody. if you would like to uh, say something to us, yeah, tweet at Game Day CLE on Twitter. We'll do a mailbag this week. We promise. We've been talking about Instagram, it. too. Yeah, throw, uh, you can jump in the uh, IG DMs. I believe those are open. Our outstanding producer Meredith uh, handles those, and uh, so we'll yeah send us your uh, Browns questions, not suggestions, because again, there's nothing no. we can do. Nope. I'm not going to walk up to Kevin Stefanski and say, "Hey, Joe in Brunswick." Suggested that you, you sent me a DM and said we should run the ball more. Right. That ain't going to happen. But if you have a question for us that you'd like us to answer or topic that you'd like us to address uh, in the podcast, uh, send it to us and we will get it in the show. Daryl, thank you very much. Always appreciate it. For Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer. Again, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be a part of it, all you need to do is drop us a line on social media at Twitter or on Twitter or on Instagram at Game Day CLE. It's always Game Day in Cleveland. Thanks for listening.